0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Something to behold out of the ordinary and unexpected. A full-grown man in blue leotards and a red Speedo flying through the sky. Well, that would get your attention, wouldn't it? I think that's why the creators of the Superman character chose that tagline. Look! Up in the sky, something is different. The same sense of out of the ordinary and unexpected comes through the pages of the holy scriptures as well. Adieu. Adieu is the great Greek way of saying, "Look." Whereas is translated in the ESV, "Behold." Something unexpected. Two times Matthew uses this in verses 1 through 11, the second chapter of his gospel. One time he actually says, Look up to the sky. No, it's not Superman, but it's a strange sight. A star, perhaps a planet, is given as a sign, a sign that is to be followed. But by whom? Look! Another strange and unexpected sight. Magi, wise men from the east, come seeking the newborn king of the Jews. You can tell you're not as excited as I am making this out to be. Perhaps it's maybe because we've heard this so often that it's become common to us. We expect to hear about the three wise men who bring their costly gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh to baby Jesus, we might even expect it to sing this morning, We three kings of Orient are bearing gifts and traverse afar, field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. O star of wonder, star of night, star with loyal, royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light.. But look, we should look at this a little closer and see why Matthew says, "Adieu." Behold, twice in these 11 verses. It's more unexpected than seeing Superman flying around. Let's behold these so called wise men. First off, the scriptures call them magi, which has been translated into wise men. The magi were the ones who practiced a strange blending of astrology and magic and science and religion. Most likely, these magi came from Persia or possibly Babylon, where they may have come in contact with the, the Jewish scriptures while the Jews were being held there in exile. Now, these wise men were not what you would call pure worshipers of the one true God of the Israelites. Now, while they may have read or known the prophetic writings, they were outsiders. They were not part of the people of Israel not fellow worshippers of the one true God. They were pluralistic, polytheistic pagans. They were the Gentiles or the Goyim, the nations whom the God of Israel would judge and destroy. So what on earth are they doing seeking the king of the Jews? Well, behold, something unexpected is happening. Earthly wisdom would dictate that if you were looking for a king, you'd go to the capital city from where the current king reigns and look for a child born into the royal family. Well, that's what the Magi do. But behold, they don't recognize or realize the turmoil and danger their actions have brought. It doesn't appear that the Magi are aware that the newborn king is not Herod's son. For if they had known that Jesus was not the son of Herod, it would have been the height of foolishness to come to Herod and ask about a rival king. From what we know about Herod, how he was friendly with Rome, how he undertook the huge public works projects, how he built a temple to make himself look good to the people, while at the same time he slaughtered political threats, even those of his own family, well, it's doubtful that these wise men or magi would have sought him out. Something unexpected is happening, something that grabs our attention. Wisdom is being revealed that is not earthly, but that's heavenly. Gentiles are being led to the newborn king, guided by a star. And influenced perhaps by the Jewish prophetic scriptures. The Holy Spirit leads them to seek the Christ King and the courts of the tyrannical king, crazed with power and prestige. In fact, these Gentile Magi are coming to announce the good news of the Christ King to King Herod, current king of the Jews. Behold, this is certainly unexpected what on earth does this all mean well first it means that god is doing exactly as he has promised the prophetic words recorded in the scriptures are coming to pass they're being fulfilled the messiah has come the nations all nations are being gathered to him even even the magi and behold they are bringing him gifts just as the scriptures say a multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Epheth. All those from Seba shall come, and they shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord, as we just read in Isaiah's prophecy. Through the unexpected voices of the Gentiles, the good news is being proclaimed. Behold! This continues to be the case in our day and age. God is doing exactly what he has promised. The words spoken by Jesus the Christ are coming to pass. The gospel is being proclaimed to all the nations. The mystery of God's work is being revealed. He is making for himself a new people over whom he reigns. Not a people based on ethnicity, but on faith in him. Christ the King is making a new people for himself that includes both Jew and Gentile alike, people from all nations who by faith worship Christ the King. And he is still using means to reveal his reign to his creation. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork from Psalm 19.1. This hasn't changed. He still reveals himself to mankind through the Holy Scriptures. The king still calls men to proclaim the good news of his righteous reign even to those who might reject it. For these are the means by which the Holy Spirit leads and guides sinners to the Christ, the now crucified and risen king, not just through the stars. And now behold, the gifts that are brought to the Christ King. These were costly gifts, gold, frankincense, myrrh, truly gifts that were fit for a king. The Magi, however many of them there were, traveled far and long to bring these costly gifts to the newborn king. It's no afterthought. They didn't travel all those miles to bring spare change that was in their pocket or to stop at Walmart on the way. There was effort, there was planning, there was forethought here. And though the Christ king certainly didn't need the gifts for he is king of kings and lord of lords and all things are his anyway, the gifts were used for the benefit of the holy family and ultimately for the kingdom. The Gold would have helped fund their trip in exile in Egypt after King Herod goes on his killing streak. These gifts were not needed by the king but they were used by the king for the preservation and for the advancement of the kingdom. Now look, the gifts that the Magi brought paled in comparison to the gift that, that the Christ King had come to bring. Look at how far Jesus traveled to bring his gifts. He traveled the expense of heaven. And look, his arrival was according to the Father's plan and was full of th- forethought. As Paul said, the plan of mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. Behold the effort and the great cost the king paid to bring his gifts to all. For through the innocent suffering and death of the king on the cross, the gifts of forgiveness of sin, of life and salvation were paid for and purchased with his precious blood. Behold, in bread and wine, the Christ King comes to bring you His gifts today. Look, here is Christ the King who is present to deliver you from sin and death. Here is Christ the King who reigns over you in love and in service here and now. Here is the Christ King who makes you His people by faith. Here is the Christ King who gives you His gifts more costly than gold, than frankincense and myrrh. And look, when we bring our gifts to the king, shouldn't it also be with forethought? Might it require effort? Might it be costly as we give in proportion to our incomes? Should our gifts be the change in our pockets? Not because the Christ King needs our money, but because we are thankful for the gifts that he has given to us first. Because we know where our daily bread comes from. Because we know that the King uses our gifts to proclaim his kingdom here in this place and throughout the world. Behold, in all of this, see that God is ultimately in control in the midst of a world where tyrannical kings crazed with power and prestige still live, in the midst of a world where wise men act not so wisely, God's will still is done. His will is done on earth as it is on heaven. God sent the wise men away warning them about Herod. God sent the holy family into Egypt to escape the wrath of Herod poured out on the children of Bethlehem and the surrounding regions. Even in the midst of such tragedy, God is still in control. The Christ King has come to save and redeem his creation from sin and death by facing the wrath of God on our behalf. And this is wonderful news for us today. In light of growing persecution and slaughter of Christians in the world, in light of tragedy and injustice in our nation in light of grief and sorrow in our homes it do look behold god is still in control jesus the christ king lives and reigns and he will never leave you nor forsake you <clears throat> look you who are once far off from God, you who are once cut off and alienated from God because of your sin, are now the very people of God. Behold, God doesn't love you because of your greatness or your gifts or your wisdom. He loves you because He made you. And He has given everything, His very life, that you would be His own and that He might reign over you as you live in His kingdom in all holiness, innocence, and blessedness now and forever. Brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow redeemed, adieu, behold, this is unexpected. More unexpected than Superman flying through the sky. This is the unexpected grace of our Lord and our King, Jesus the Christ. And behold, behold, It is for you. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.